It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Boston Celtics casually stroll to a win over the Golden State Warriors, and we've got a special crossover Locked On Celtics, Locked On Warriors reaction podcast. Millies, let's go! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global, but it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. In just a second, you'll hear. My podcast with Wes Goldberg of Locked On Warriors. He is a beat writer covering the team for the Mercury News. We get into the game and a bunch of all-star stuff. It kind of kind of goes down this road. It's, it's wild. But before I get to that, I realized that we didn't really talk about Jason Tatum making the all-star team. So I want to quickly shout out Jason Tatum. Congratulations for being named a reserve to the all-star team. Very well-deserved. Jalen Brown also deserved to make it. I mean, their numbers are almost exactly the same, but, uh, you know, Jason's averaging a, a couple more points and uh, a little bit more here or there, and, and Jalen's having a better shooting season so far, and each pick one. I mean, if, if it was Jalen instead of Jason, I, I wouldn't have been able to argue that either, but it's Jason instead of Jalen, uh, so, unfortunate for Jalen Brown, but congratulations to Jason Tatum. Uh, like I said, can't argue one way or the other. Maybe some people are going to argue. I think they were very even this year, and it sucks that one doesn't make it. Just keep an eye out if there is an injury replacement. I'm sure Jalen Brown is going to be on the short list if somebody can't play in this game. So, uh, again, unfortunate for Jalen Brown, uh, but he'll. I'm sure use it as motivation moving forward and uh, a real nice moment for Jason Tatum. You can see exactly how excited he was and you know, Jalen, I think is going to have his, his moments with the all-star game as well. Uh, I don't think this was a one-time thing. I think Jalen's going to be very good and, and he'll make plenty of all-star games over the course of his career. So uh, let's, let's just hope that that's the case. And, who knows between now and the All-Star game if something changes. So that's my quick thoughts on that. And now, recorded live at the Garden. So a little bit of background noise potentially here. But uh, it's me, it's Wes Goldberg with the post-game podcast. Here we are in the Boston Garden, a joint post-game Locked On Celtics, Locked On Warriors podcast. John Corral is here from Mass Live, joined by Wes Goldberg. What's going on, man? Uh, Where do you work follow- now? The Mercury News. The Mercury yeah. News. Yeah, Wes Goldberg, Mercury News, host of Locked On Warriors. Um, yeah, we are at the Boston Garden right now, uh, and it kind of is just, ha- it's been routine for both of us. Your team that you cover won, my team that I cover <laughs> lost. 
and yes. we're just running through the motions. You know, <laughs> I feel bad for you, honestly. Like to have to cover a team that's winning all this all, I know. so much. I mean, I know, I'm glad that on my first year on the beat that they have officially decided to lose because it's way more fun that way. Yeah, I mean, you get all this Warriors angst. That's new. That's fun. <laughs> it's not really that new. <laughs> it's just it's a different breed of angst. Uh, so the final score here is 119-104 Boston. Uh, after the after the game, I wrote the recap on Mass Live. I described it as a casual win for the Boston Celtics, kind of like a casual blowout. Like they just kind of came out and were like, "Good, good enough." Like we're gonna try, and then I was like, "All right, we're gonna relax." Like, oh, we need to try a little bit more. Okay, that, yeah. then, and then they just did that enough. And especially, I think, later in the third quarter, fourth quarter, when they realized that they were hot from three, yeah. that they just kind of like backed off. And like you, they, it's like uh, if you're running a race, you just could just kind of run fast enough. Like you mm-hmm. know when Usain Bolt mm-hmm. would run just sort of fast enough to qualify. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like that was the type of effort that the Celtics gave. Which, to be clear, not great. Right. You know that's not how they want to play. But I think this was just a good team doing just enough to beat a bad team. Yeah, worst team in the league. Yeah, record. And uh, they would tell you that they're not the worst team in the league. Uh, despite their record, but you know, for the recap, it's interesting to hear your perspective of the recap you wrote because the recap that I wrote for MercuryNews.com is it was basically the it was like they came out. It wasn't like a lack of effort, but they just came out in just sort of this weary mode. I mean, Draymond Green had that weird turnover in the first quarter yep. where he just dribbled the ball and bounced. I mean, it's, yeah. this <laughs> yes, this isn't. We're not talking about like nineteen-year-old Jordan Poole here. We're talking about Draymond Green, who is like basketball IQ dude, and he just dribbled the ball and bounced. Who did that earlier this season? Was LeBron? It was no. LeBron, I think. I think it may have been LeBron. He just I, took the ball out of bounds, just dribbled it, just walked too right smart in. for their own good. I, I guess. guess. Uh, but uh, so, so that's kind of from the Warriors' perspective. It just felt like. Listen, we are we walk into this game losers of 14 uh, 14 in the last 15 uh, and that just wears on a team and it just sort of felt like they walked into this arena knowing that they had no chance in hell and yeah. it sort of felt like that and and after the game they were talking about oh yeah they gave like a pretty good effort at the end but you mentioned there it's like the the Celtics did just enough and I kind of felt that I was like this kind of feels like what the Warriors used to do yeah. where they would just do enough to win by 10 right Right. Like, if the Celtics played a, a game like they played against the Lakers right. uh, a couple weeks ago... They would have won by 30. They would have easily. Yeah. Easily, everybody would have sat down for the fourth quarter. You would have had, you know, 12 Javante Green minutes. But um, a lot of Romeo Langford minutes. Celtics fans are, like, frankly looking for... Um, some Romeo Langford minutes. I was a little disappointed. I know. I know. I think a lot of, a lot of fans are like, come on, let's get a little Romeo in there. Uh, so... Well, Romeo, shout out. <laughs> uh, from a Celtics perspective, I liked seeing Gordon Hayward come out. I thought Hayward and Jalen Brown were aggressors early on uh, in the first quarter. They both, uh, let's see, it was Gordon Hayward had 15 in the first quarter, four yeah. of six. So he finished the game with 25 points. Uh, 15 of those came in the first quarter. So he comes out, he sets the tone. Six of six free throws in the first quarter, which were the only six free throws he shot during the game. And I guess that kind of goes with the casual theme. Not that he's one to kind of back off, but like he did enough, started the Celtics off, and then the the other guys, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, Marcus Smart later on, did their thing. So it was a little bit of duck, duck, goose, right? It was, uh, and that is, again, that is sort of to me a symptom of what winning teams do. It's when you have like these. Um, you know, star-laden teams, and we now know that Celtics have several all-stars. 
on that roster. Right. But uh, that's that's what you can do, right? You could be Gordon Hayward and be like, you know what? You got 12 good minutes, buddy. And then I'm done. <laughs> And then Marcus Smart could take it from here. Jason Tatum could take it here. Jalen Brown can have a nice little, uh, you know, half a quarter or whatever. And and that's what you got to do. And uh, the the Warriors on the flip side have just D'Angelo Russell, who's playing pretty great basketball lately because he sort of has to. And that's it. I don't think anybody on the Warriors even scored in double digits by the start of the fourth quarter. It might have been one other player, um, but that's been really that's been really it for the Warriors and it's it, it was kind of an interesting dynamic to see that uh, the Warriors walked into this game having played Philadelphia last uh-huh. and it was a little bit of a similar situation but I, they gave a much better um, effort I think against Philadelphia they executed on um, more of their game plan against against the Sixers than the Celtics and I think what gave them a a problem. Interestingly enough, the, like Philadelphia has size. Obviously, we know this, but Boston has size plus versatility, and I think that really, really bothered the Warriors. They were able to close them out on the three-point line. They got in their passing lanes. It kind of just completely disrupted what is already the worst offense in the league, and and forced a lot of early turnovers. So I think all those early turnovers plus Gordon Hayward's uh, quick start basically just put the game in the bag after the first twelve minutes of the game. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I forget what it was. It was Seven turnovers in the first quarter for yeah. ten points for uh, for the Celtics. That's when they're at their best, and and I, I think once they realized that they had that kind of in their back pockets, yeah. they were like, all right, let's just turn it up when we need to. The Celtics have gotten in a lot of trouble doing that with bad teams this year. They've they've lost to bad teams. They have a bad loss against the Wizards. The difference is the Warriors, like you alluded to earlier, the Warriors didn't have that thing where it's like all right you know what we're not good right now but we're we're walking into this building we're we're catching this team first game back after a road trip road trip they've got my my biggest fear saturday game against philly coming back after a big win in miami three tough games emotional after the kobe stuff that they were going to come in and overlook this game and if the warriors maybe had come in and and put that that real effort into it then maybe this game would have been different. Yeah. They were up 7-1 yep. to start the game. Yep. Like, this could have been another Celtics, like, disappointing effort. And then the Celtics turned it on. The Warriors just didn't respond. Yeah. It was um, it was actually surprising because the Warriors have – and they, they, they kind of take pride in this. Like, they get up for the big games. But they also play down to their opponents quite a bit, um, which is strange because I guess technically they're always playing up against their opponent. <laughs> but – uh, you know, you kind of know what you mean, what, what they mean when they say that. And uh, they have, for most of this season, kind of came out and, and played well in these games. There's been a couple of the, the times where it's just been like this, where it's just... And look, the Warriors, I don't want to say there was a complete lack of effort. There were times in the second half where they got it down to seven or eight or nine sure. points at a time. But it was, again, it was just one of those things where Boston was like, okay, like, hit a couple threes, bang, bang. It, we're up 14 again, like not a big deal. And, and so I think for that, I, I think that is just the most frustrating thing right now going on for Golden State is that they know that they could do certain things. And even if they, when they execute well, like it's the complete opposite of Boston, right? Like they could just sort of uh, rest on their laurels a little bit. They don't have to execute 100%. They don't have to, they don't have to, to come out and put, put together an A-plus ball game and they could still win. Mm-hmm. The Warriors don't have that leeway anymore, and I think that's been a big adjustment for Steve Kerr and Draymond Green, specifically. Yeah. Um, and that, to me, is the most jarring thing, is that everything has to go right and then some in order to win some of these games. Yeah. You know, I'm interested about the Draymond Green thing. We're going to talk about that. We'll take a, look, a quick break. Uh, we'll talk about Draymond afterwards. Uh, 
Before we do that, I want to talk about my bookie because my bookie's uh, got you covered when it comes to any of the betting that you want to do. Super Bowl's around the corner here, and you know we're in the heat in the middle of uh, the basketball season, All Star game. I'm sure there's plenty of betting to do on that, so you got to go to mybookie.ag for all of your betting needs between football, NBA, start of college basketball. That's a thing that's happening now. Uh, it's time to get off the sideline, get into the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little to win a lot, go ahead and play a parlay. You can bet a couple of the big favorites this week and parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout if you're going to bet this season do the smart thing go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win and if you join right now you're basically going to win right away because they give you uh they match your deposit halfway all the way up to a grand so if you deposit two thousand dollars you get an extra one thousand in free money to play with wow that's an automatic win on a bet right there. So you don't even have to do anything to get that $1,000. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDONNBA to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Here we go! John Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet, wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Boston Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. For the break, we're talking about Draymond. Um, He's obviously a very prideful guy. Yeah. Um, it, I'm sure it's very difficult for him to be going through this. But I also, from the outside, feel like maybe he's just kind of embracing this. And like, all right, it is what it is. It's a lost year. I'm going to enjoy my vacations. I'm going to enjoy right. my all-star break. I'm going to enjoy getting to whatever tropical island I go to in April rather yeah. than in July. Think Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> so um, is that something that's accurate? Or I mean, he, he didn't really seem to do 
a ton in this game. That's in, in this game or in the last game or the game before that. It's just he is not playing his hardest. Uh, I, I I think that's pretty clear. I think we've all watched what Draymond Green does. And look, Draymond Green is is now at the point of his career, and he you know he's he's an old twenty nine man. Yeah. And uh, he he kind of has gotten to the stage where what the Warriors had with Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston the last couple of years where it's, I'll show up for the playoffs, but don't ask for too much during the first sure. 82 games. And the Warriors are not going to be in the playoffs this year. And you might have thought, okay, well, that means he could kind of put out that effort right now, but his minutes are down for good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a year right now where the Warriors are without Steph Curry for most of the season. They're going to be without Clay Thompson, most likely for none of the se- for the entire season they won't have him. Right. Uh, and so they're they're in the garage. They're parked yeah. right with the, with the hood over. And Draymond Green's still out there. Yeah. adding miles to his odometer and they want they want to make sure that that balance doesn't too out of whack and i think we already see more wear and tear with draymond than we do those other two guys sure uh and so that just makes him a little bit more mindful of it and i think draymond's mindful of that too i mean if he's going to go out and do the whole hun- you know 100 draymond green thing every night for no good reason then he's going to have a lot more wear and tear than he ought to going into next season when they want to return to contention yeah I, I just i almost feel like it's like load management without actual load man he's just like he's not playing for load management yeah right (laughs) faux management uh he's not playing for anything right he's not playing for stats he never is was a stats guy anyway yeah you know so he's just kind of staying in shape and he's doing this thing and it's so interesting like i'll watch these games and i've never seen this from, from Draymond. i mean you see a little bit but not like to this degree where he'll just stand at the top of the key and just start barking out orders i mean he's the professor in a room yeah. of a bunch of like preschoolers basically with this young, how young this roster is i mean he'll just stand just standing not doing anything himself but yelling at like the other four players you do this go to that spot hey you cut now yeah. just like directing traffic <laughs> and it's just like it's it's so such a weird thing and i, I think you know it's the complete opposite of what the Celtics are, which is this whirring gears of motion, which is exactly what the Warriors used to be. And now you've just got Draymond Green, who used to be this ball movement hub, and now he's just sort of like, he's in teaching mode. And I think you see that behind the scenes. I think he's doing that in practice, shoot-arounds, and even on the court so much. And It's it's an interesting version of Draymond Green, because he's always been sort of like, quote-unquote, emotional leader guy. Sure. Uh, and now he's got to go like from emotional leader to just substitute teacher, not trying to lose his... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure, yeah. That's where he's at. I mean, look, he's... He's going to – I don't know if he's going to get to the Hall of Fame or anything like that. We'll, we'll see what ultimately his career ends up and how people judge it. He's going to be such an interesting yeah. case. And this is going to be a season that people say, what are you, nuts? Of course he's not. Right. Because look at what he was. If he was a Hall of Famer, he'd be carrying the Warriors in games like this. But I don't think – I actually kind of think it's the the opposite. I look at these games and I think – it really shows what specific value that Draymond has. And it's almost like, you know, everybody says situation matters. I, I say it all the time. With the players that he's had around him, the teammates that he's had, he's been the perfect guy yeah. at his ability. The things that he does at an elite level, mm-hmm. the passing, the, the vision, the defense, yeah. That's perfect for Steph and Clay, and when you had KD and all, and all those guys. In that situation, he becomes elite. Yep. And he was never going to step up and be like a monster, you know, oh, well, now I get to be 20 and 10 guy. 
Like that was never going to be his thing. He's not. He's he not a scorer. He doesn't want to be that. And right. I think this year really underscores that. It's. And I think a lot of people wonder, like, well, you know, all these guys are out. Can he get up to fifteen points a game? Or, yeah. You know, start taking a few more threes. And he's just like, no, I don't want to do that. Like right. that's not what he wants to do. He wants to do those things that you were saying: pass the ball, high IQ. You know, play great defense, rebound the ball, push in transition. That's all he wants to do, and that's what he's trying to do with these guys. And they can't. They're just not on his level, like yeah. intellectually or, you know, from a, a speed of the game standpoint. And I think that's been the frustrating thing for him. You mean to tell me that uh, Damian Lee is not going to – I don't know. Damian Lee's not – he's been okay. Uh, he's a, he's an NBA player, man. He got converted from a two-way contract earlier in the yeah. year. Um, he's he's one of those guys that – it's it, like he's starting for them. And he was starting for them as a two-way guy and then ran out of two-way days. And he was just on ice for a week. And uh, he's one of these guys who they are have found and is going to be on the roster next year. But he's obviously not going to be your starting shooting guard next year. Right. He'll probably be your ninth guy. And they're asking, and but they're asking all these ninth, eighth, you know, type of guys to play like twos, threes, and four type of guys. Right. So that's that's just. I mean, that that's just the Warriors' lot in life right now. So um, we were just we were kind of joking around. The Celtics writers are like, I can't believe who is starting for the Warriors right now. But anyway, so, I mean, it is what it is. Like, yeah. it's a year off. It's it year really off. is a year off. Because, yeah. you know, you know that next year you've got Stephen Clay coming back. Right. And the entire dynamic changes. So, it almost feels like no one gives a shit. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, yeah, well. Tell like, me about it. My page views are way down. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it is just sort of this weird gap year. The weird thing is that they just opened up Chase Center in San Francisco. Yeah, sure. And that... Co- Which is an amazing building. You like it? Oh, it's just... Yeah. I mean, it's a technical, like, just... It's it's cool. It's a $1.6 billion monster of an office building that yeah. has a basketball court in the middle Wait, of it. you don't you don't what do you think? You don't seem to be too high on it. I no, I love it. I think it's phenomenal. I love the location. I'm really really I, so uh I spend my entire life there basically because their practice facility is also there. So yeah. I'm always at that one building. Okay. And I'm always in San Francisco because I live in San Francisco. I live in the city. So um I'm always there. And they just don't have any food options around there. But this is really That's bad true. radio. So. No, 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 no. It's true. That's it. No, this is like, you know what? People love this inside stuff. But you know what? It's true. It is. It's like there is nothing to eat around there. Because this is, so they, they open up the arena and there's, before everything else is ready around right. it. So they own the land. They own the property. They own all the restaurants around there that are going to be there. Um, but the team's going to own all that stuff? The te- the Joe Lake up the, owner, wow. the ownership group, owns everything. Uh, and so they yeah. they're gonna open up next year. I was I was talking to Joe Lake the other day, and he was telling me like, yeah, next year we're gonna have uh, Michael Mina is opening up a restaurant. Uh, some you know famous steak dude is opening up a restaurant. I forget his name. Uh, Tyler Florence, if that rings a bell for anybody, uh, he's gonna open up a restaurant there. They're gonna have a bunch of new stuff. And I'm like, as long as there's a place to get a burger, <laughs> I don't care what it is. Like you can open up an In and Out, I'm fine. Right. It doesn't matter. Uh, but apparently there's gonna be a whole bunch of new stuff, so I'm really excited for that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, hey, look, if people are planning on going out to the Chase Center, now it's yeah, a little inside information. Now you know. I do like the location right on the water. It was actually it was pretty cool. It was really cool to, to be out there. It's beautiful. Um, 
What do you think about this All-Star game situation? I know you know the Celtics are going to be involved in it, the Warriors are not, but you saw some of the breakdown of of these new All-Star rules. Let's just touch on that a little. Oh, the All-Star rules? Yeah, this new so I think people overreacted have... horribly to it. <laughs> I think they overreacted because they were so confused by it. Yeah. Like it was maybe the worst explainer ever. They should like the NBA yes. should have hired Vox to do to write an explainer for them. Right. It was pretty terrible. It was I had to read it. 20 times and I think I'm a pretty smart guy I'm not like the smartest guy <laughs> but I, I I had a hard time figuring it out at, at the ultimate takeaway is they've they've really only changed the fourth quarter they right it's the winner of each of the first three quarters gets like a hundred thousand dollars to donate to their charity so team Giannis and uh, team LeBron each pick a charity the team that wins that quarter, the first quarter, gets a hundred grand to go to their charity, and then same thing, second and the third. In the fourth quarter, they take the cumulative score, whoever's in the lead, and they add twenty-four points to that number. Right, in honor of Kobe Bryant. In honor of Kobe Bryant, and then the first team to that score wins the game. So the example they use is if it's a hundred to ninety-five, then the target score is one twenty-four. One twenty-four. So the team that's in the lead is now that's like you have that advantage. So that incentivizes teams to play harder in the first, second, third quarters. First of all, to win money for your charity. Right. Second of all, to not be behind too much because you ultimately in the fourth quarter, guys start to get competitive. Right. So I I think it's fine. I, I like the target score thing. I think it's cool. This is an idea that they've experimented with in general of trying to shorten NBA games, which I still think that they need to do. Um, and so I think that's a fun kind of rollout of this theory in a game that doesn't matter at all. Sure. And is always way too long in the first place. And I, I don't, I would have a very hard time imagining that this fourth quarter is going to last 10 to 12 minutes. Right. If they all have to do is score 24 points in an all-star game where all they do is shoot threes and play no defense. Right. But then they're going to start playing a little bit of defense, I think. It they're, could get interesting. I mean, it's not going to be playoff defense, but. Right. I think it's going to be interesting. Do you think that's something that could, that could actually, like, be implemented somewhere? Like, on, in, like, a real game? Yeah. Uh, I Well, the, they would do it in the G League the first. The G League first, and yeah, then, for sure. Uh, or I, the WNBA. It's, it's kind of crazy of an idea, but I have read about this idea over the last couple of years, and I don't hate it, and I'm really interested to see what it would be. I am very much in favor of shortening these games. I think they're too long. I think they're too long. Okay. Uh, I, I think you need to eliminate a lot of these timeouts. I think that these dead ball things are ridiculous. Uh, I think that free throws should just be one shot instead of two. I hate watching free throws. Or <laughs> uh, it should just be one shot for two points. Every other shot is for two points from that spot until the there's, uh, until it's easier and then it's only worth one point. Um, it's interesting. I, I just think, so yeah, I, I'm not like complete anarchy right now. I'm like, let's just completely tear apart the rules of the game. But you know what? It's an all-star game. It's boring. It's not a real basketball game anyway. So just like, let's get crazy. I would be down if they changed the rules of the all-star game every single year into just like the newest, craziest idea. We should do fan submissions like Doritos <laughs> makes their commercials. We should do that for all-star game rules. All right. Let's take a break here. I, I'm, I'm fascinated. This is how good this game was. I'm done talking about it. Yeah. Like there's nothing else to talk about this game. Like, okay, Marcus Smart, for the Celtics perspective, Marcus Smart had a good game. He shot well. Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart shot 50% from three. Against the worst team in the league. Uh, right. Congratulations. <laughs> Jalen Brown did a good job. Kemba Walker still struggling with his shot. That's it. The big, like, that's as much effort as the Celtics gave, and that's as much effort as I'm going to give to this game <laughs> in this podcast. This is much more interesting. So uh, we'll take a break, come back, we'll talk about this uh, in a couple minutes. 
Follow us on our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Lockdown Celtics on Instagram. So I'm really fascinated with this idea of like, okay, I, I wouldn't mind the shorter games. I mean, now selfishly from a beat writer perspective, I mean, eight o'clock start. I'm sitting. It's, it's midnight here, yeah. Um, and I've still got work to do. Right. And so, like, yeah, it'd be nice to not go to bed at three a.m. on a game night. Sure. Um, so, but yeah, I I'm not so worried about the free throws. I don't think you need to take one for two points, but that's it something cu- that they're doing. It would cut a lot of time out. It would I'm cut sure. a lot of time out. I mean, you spend an average of I think sixty seconds at the free throw line. You cut that in half, and it, if it's a Rockets game, I mean, you're taking. You know, right, right. an hour off the game, basically. Well, I think I think they should also be like they need to fix the rules because this freedom of movement. I'm I like I like the freedom of movement for the most part, but like now it goes too far because now you can't touch anybody, and there are mm-hmm. a ton of fouls being called in general. So uh, maybe if you allow guys to be touched a bit on the on the perimeter, yeah. Um, I think if you. How about this? Why don't you have a cap on foul on whistles blown? Like if you're a referee, you're only allowed to blow your whistle five times. Oh yeah, then I and can't. That's w- it. And then like by the fourth quarter, it's just a free for all madness. Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus Smart is in. Yes. He on is. that, because then he's going to be like a wrestler pulling like yeah. brass knuckles out of his right. shorts, be like, "Let's go, baby." This game would have been a lot more fun between Marcus Smart and Draymond Green having no whistles. Like, like all right, guys, all whistles. In. It's like the purge for basketball. <laughs> exactly. Fourth quarter purge. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I, I think there's a few ways that they can they they can shorten the games. I'm just more in general a, a fan of just shorter things. I think football games are way too long. Baseball games, obviously, way too yeah, long. Yeah, sure. I, you know, think of what you want about Kanye West, but his newest album was like 27 minutes long. I was like, perfect. I can just digest this immediately <laughs> and have an opinion on it. And that's kind of what I want with these games. Like, let's just digest it immediately. There's 82 of them. We don't need to take each one of these. So, like, not every one of these just needs to be a memorial to basketball. Like, let's just get in and out, man. It's just like let's let's. No, we kinda, interesting. We, we know who's gonna be better. Like let's just let's go. <laughs> like is this, I don't think it'll make a dramatic change on who wins the NBA title if you no made these games shorter. No, it's true. Um, I think you can start. I think I like more gradual changes. <laughs> you know because I'm for, I, I'm older than you. I think I think you're you look you're what twenty something twenty eight twenty eight. Okay, first of all, fuck you. Yep. Okay. That's my fault, I guess. That's yes. That's your fault for being <laughs> almost twenty years younger than me. So, um, so I have like a little bit more old school. Like you're younger, and this is, I think, honestly, I'm not. I'm not going to pull a, ah, you millennials and shake my fist, but it is a generational thing. 100%. I do think younger people, the younger fans, they want a quicker game. Okay. Well, you know what? Eventually, I'm going to go away. And you're going to be the target demographic. Right. So we do have to tailor the game to who is, who's next and who's enjoying yeah. it and growing the audience. So fine. I can accept that we need to make the game quicker. I like a little bit more gradual change, like eight seconds to shoot a free throw and legit eight seconds. Right. Like don't, like it's, don't give Giannis 12 seconds. Like if you can't in eight seconds stand at the free throw line, you lose the point. Like forget it. Like, Agreed. Just, if you can't figure it out, if you can't figure out a free throw routine throughout the course of your off season and life that makes it quicker, boy, Jason Kidd would have gotten called. He would have missed so many free throws. Just enough, like that. The free throw line, the free throw is a, a very obvious target. I'm not a biggest fan of that one for two, but okay, it's it's kind of going in the G League, and I've heard people. I haven't watched enough G League to know, like, have a I've strong opinion. A lot more G League than I planned this year. <laughs> 
people that I I know were opposed to that idea or not high on that idea yeah. have come around. So, I mean, if you're a good shooter, you're going to shoot your same percentage no matter what. That's kind of the idea. Sure. You're sure. just like instead of Shaq shooting like 50% from the line because he just makes one, you know, luckily, he's probably going to be shooting 30% from the line, but big deal. Like Right. So, I, I'm, I, but that's something I think, but in general, like your idea of just like, Hey, let's hold, like, let's like actually enforce the rules we already have. Like a 30 second timeout ought to be 30 seconds and not two yeah. minutes. Um, things like that. But they've also been trying to do that for a long time. It just doesn't work. I think like my, my first thought is let's just shave off these seconds off the periphery where there's a little too much leeway. When guys are checking in, like you, the, the whole, Oh, he's checking in. Quick, quick, quick. Get this guy. Like, no. Like, you've got a certain window to check a guy in. And if you don't hit, if you don't hit it, then I'm sorry. Like, you can't be like playing that game of, you know, just check a guy in. He's got this much time. Be at the scoreboard. Be at, be at the scorer's table with your, take your stuff off, unwrap whatever you're going to unwrap and be ready to come in the game when, when we right. call it. When the foul is called, signal the foul, the ref, Get the guy to the line. You've got five seconds or whatever it is to get to the line and shoot. And you got eight seconds once you get the ball or something like that. Yeah. Like that's enough time. So here's I, the thing about that. Uh, I hear you. I agree with you. It's never going to happen. I think that uh, – so I've, I've actually referenced this before. There's a productivity trick. I, I, I'm like a productivity guru reader. Like okay. I read all that crap. And one of the things is, what's the one thing that you could do to just fix everything on your to-do list? And what you're suggesting is like wrangling all, like every player and figuring out how to make everybody more a more efficient person. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. And my thing is, let's just make one drastic change to just lop off like 12 minutes of game time. Uh-huh. And you know what? I say, let's just get rid of the fourth quarter. Hockey doesn't have it. Like, <laughs> let's just, like, I, like, I don't know, short, like, why do we have 12 minutes? It's a weird number. Like, let's just make it 10. I'm like, like, what's the difference? You know, uh, like, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Like, ten minute quarters to tw- like bring it, bring it back down. I don't know. Um, Twenty minute halves. Go college basketball style. Like, <laughs> I just like, like, we, if we could just have one solution, just be like, pop, done. Like, look, I don't think the game time is incredibly. Like, I think we we've, we've kind of gone overboard on like, or I I at least have about like how much the game time bothers me. Would I like to get out of an NBA game if it's seven? If it's a seven thirty tip, would I like to be out of there before midnight? Sure. What I would would I'd rather just like be in and out in forty eight minutes and ju- and be drinking beers by like eleven thirty. Sure. Absolutely. But it's you know probably not ever going to happen. The, I mean, look the the fact is that there are sponsors and things that we want to happen quicker, yeah. quicker, more quickly. Yes. Uh, they they're not going to because it costs money. Yep. And, you know, I want to shorten a timeout. I want to take away a timeout. We don't need this many timeouts. Yep. Um, yeah, and if you start shortening the game in, like, the middle of the actual game, now you're hitting, like, the vendors and you're hitting, like, all right. that stuff. Um, but as far as the sponsors go, like, if they're worried about not having enough airtime on an NBA game, they could just join the Lockdown Podcast Network. There you go. Just make their money tenfold. <laughs> but, like, things like replays. They should if there's going to be a replay a review there should they just, get rid of that. the coaches thing is stupid just that I that think that's going to go away. I think that's that going to go away I think that's a one and done I think that's going to go away but like everything should be reviewed off site if there's something people every game should have a, an official re- watching to say okay this might be reviewed let's kind of let's tag that let's kind of start to rewatch that the best idea I've ever heard on replay and this goes across all sports 
find a neutral site sports bar. So if this if it was this game, okay, Boston and San Francisco, two teams based in Boston and San Francisco, find a sports bar in Milwaukee or <laughs> just like in the middle of the country, Kansas. Yeah. And just pull that yeah. sports bar. What do you guys think? <laughs> this is I like it. And then and just and like just a round of applause and like they like that sports bar and just run with that. Like <laughs> just, and then we're just moving on. And I didn't it. realize you were this radical. I am <laughs> These are ideas that work, though. Like, You're sitting if, here, buttoned down. You get this nice little suit on. Yeah, you I got the Mister Rogers. Con- thing yeah, you happening. get a very conservative kind of not like oh. just no button down. Like yeah, yeah. you are just like burn it all down, man. You're just ready to like, get rid <laughs> just, of everything. I'm an ends justify the means kind of guy. <laughs> I I don't think game time is a tremendous problem. It's not. I but I get it. Only when the game tonight sucks do we make it into a tremendous problem. This right. is sports radio at its finest. <laughs> I would like to have perhaps uh, a once it's a 30-point game running time. Yes. Oh, my God. That's the obvious one. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This should have been over, you know, hours right. ago. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, it's, it's uh, interesting things. You can always – what's your Twitter? Uh, WC Goldberg. Okay. And I'm at Reds Army underscore John. Tweet us your uh, ideas. I'd love to yeah. hear more. Like, I want to hear the, the generational divide. I want to hear what, what people can – what do you think? Do you speed up the game? Do we need to speed up the game? Um, slow it I'm, down, I'm, maybe. Slow it down. Yeah, make it four hours. Sure. <laughs> Capture that baseball audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll leave it at that. I want to thank everybody for listening, everybody who is uh, – Whichever podcast, whichever side of this you're on, Locked On Warriors, Locked On Celtics. Thanks, everybody, for listening, subscribing, five-star ratings, good written reviews, sharing the podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi, guys. This is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.